Hello and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of, I'm not even really sure what we are, uh, with way too many Quantum board games. physicists. Quant- yeah, I mean, I guess. Seems pretty. Anyway. Quantum cats. Yeah, I'm Tom, and I'm joined by... Uh, Adam. And Debbie. Uh, this is a board game podcast where we play games in our collections and then talk about them. And today we are talking about a game called Cat in the Box, uh, which is a game that Adam has recently purchased. It comes to us from, this is the deluxe edition. The uh, The game itself was originally created in Japan in 2020 and has recently made its way over here. Although I imagine you could probably get a Japanese copy because it's not like there's a ton of words. Uh, anyway, regardless, uh, this is a, a game that is a competitive trick-taking game so if you've if you've heard of our um review of the crew or the other the crew uh that's an example of a trick-taking game or if you've ever played hearts or spades that's those are trick-taking games i don't really want to get into the mechanics of it but basically you play cards and then you follow what people have led and then usually highest card wins um in in sort of the the trick-taking genre um and this one is no different except for the fact that it's uh, completely wackadoodle um adam you have the back of the box well you said there's nothing on the back of the box but you're going to give yeah, us the, there's nothing you're going to give us the yeah. old readout from uh, the, the from synopsis Bezier. yeah go ahead uh, whenever yeah this is straight from bezier's uh website straight it's, uh, from the mouth here that's right uh, it says uh cat in the box deluxe edition is the quintessential quantum trick-taking card game for two to five cool cats there that's what we are we are we are cool cats with a bunch of board games Uh, Where your card's color is not defined until you play it. Hypothesize how many tricks you'll win and record your bid. Place tokens on the community research board as you play your hand and connect large groups of tokens to score even more points. Uh, Plan your tricks carefully as you cannot claim the color of a card with the same number that has already been declared. We'll get into that in a minute. Doing so would be positively catastrophic, as you've created a paradox. Uh, notice this does not say paradox. Gross. Uh, thank you, SGA Games, for that little wow. tidbit. <laughs> Good God. Uh, yeah, like I said, this is a trick-taking game, and like uh, the 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 uh, uh, like the description said, this one is interesting in that there are no colors. All of the cards that you have in your hand um, are just they're just numbers, and they're all black, and they've all got cats on them, uh, which is very nice. Normally, in a trick-taking game, you will lead off with a particular suit or color, and then everybody else tries to follow it. Um, because there are no colors, you just sort of say what your color is and then mark it off uh, because now nobody else is allowed to play that color as if as if all of the cards had colors but you didn't know what they were until you played the look it's it's kind of weird um i recommend you go and look up a video on it because it, it makes a lot more sense once you've seen it played or play it a couple times because like oh you're just trying to if you're just trying to puzzle this one out in, in your mind it's it's kind of kind of difficult uh but anyway the way it works is that once you play a card you pick what color it is you say what color it is everybody else has to follow suit they will continue to play cards from their hand 
hands, uh, also saying which which colors they are. So if I play, uh, I say this is a green three, Debbie might play a a four and then say it's green, and then Adam might say that he plays a five and, and it's green, and then Adam will win that trick. You can also at any time say, well, I don't have any green cards or cards of the color that you're that you're in, and you can play something as if it were a different color. Uh, but that means that you have essentially locked yourself out of uh, playing cards in a different color. Uh, the reason you might want to do this is because uh, one of the colors is what's considered the, the best color, and it will win uh, in spite of whatever was led. So in this example, if I played a green one, Debbie plays a green two, and then Adam, for some reason, plays a, a red one, he will win despite the fact that his was not the highest card, but it was a red card, and so it will uh, it will win the trick. Um, by doing that, he is now incapable of saying that any of his other cards are green from here on out, and that could be good if you're sort of further along in the game and a lot of quote-unquote green cards have been played, uh, or it could be very, very bad um, if you're sort of pulling that off in the in the beginning parts of the game because, you know, you still have a lot of game to go through and you need to be able to play cards. Um, what happens if you have to play a card and you uh, don't have the quote-unquote color for it? So you've created a paradox is what they call it, um, but basically the round end because like you've really ruined everything um and it 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 means that the the whole round stops right there right at your turn because you can't continue on playing and then everybody goes and they count their points um scores in this game are sort of uh a little weird um in that uh when you when you start a round you have to take a bid on how many tricks you think you're going to take and this in a three-player game can be one three or four um and if you make that then you go to you look at the board that you've been putting all these like tokens down on to remember what the hell you've been doing um and you sort of connect those up uh based on your tokens to determine how many extra points you get if you've made that number of tricks um in addition you get the number of tricks that you've taken so if i got three tricks but i bid four i get three points and i don't get whatever i wanted from the weird snake board um if you cause the paradox which happened 99 of the time for us uh you lose the number of tricks you've gained and you don't get any bonus points so uh it is not uncommon for you to end up um in the in the negatives, as I found out very frequently. I don't know. I don't know that there's anything else to really talk about the overview of this game. You have to kind of play it to understand what makes it tick, um, because it is it is very weird to explain. And when Debbie said yada watch a video and I was watching it like late at night just before bed. And I was like, I don't, I don't get this at all. I don't understand anything about what this is happening. Um, and you know, you gotta, you gotta just give it a shot is, is what I'm going to say. Um, so that's it for the overview. Adam, did I miss anything that you want to talk about? No, it, it like, it honestly follows 99% of the, the very common card game tropes, you know, following, following suit and breaking Trump and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then it just takes this really weird right-hand turn when all of a sudden you realize that every single card in your hand that's supposed to be either red, blue, yellow, or green is, is all black. And you go, what? <laughs> um, but that's, that's kind of part of where the magic comes into this game. Like it's, it's just so good. It's, it, it's such a, it's such a spicy little like thinky game. And it, I think that that's part of the, 
I th- I really do think that that's part of the beauty of this of this one. It uh, it's it, again we we played it three players uh, as Justin was uh, unable to join us for for that one, but it was it ended in a paradox as stated. Uh, all but one hand. <laughs> we managed to actually finish one hand, uh, quote unquote, properly, and the rest were all paradoxes. It was uh, what, like, what a time! It, it I, I, I don't even know. It, I'm still like, I'm still putting it all together in my head. But all I do know is that I really love this game. Oh, one other thing that's that's kind that's rather important is um, you don't necessarily get to just pick your bid. You don't you don't get to go. Oh, you know, I, I'm going to take X tricks like you have three options which are dictated by the player count. So at the three player count, we had options of one, three or four. Now, that's not saying that everybody couldn't pick the same options. But uh, like everyone could take one, everyone could take three, everyone could take four or or any number of people could take any number of those those values. But it but there were at least a couple of times where I was like, man, I really wish I could take two, yeah. <laughs> but that is not an option. And uh, and, and the game the game obviously has been designed in in such a way that they know you're going to want to take two from time to time, but they won't let you. And uh, again, it just it just kind of adds to this to this really intelligent uh, design that they have. Yeah. Debbie, what did what did you think? So I <laughs> I wasn't sold on the game uh, in the first place. Um, Adam told me about it and I rolled my eyes and I was like, oh, <laughs> like nobody's going to want to play that. I. <laughs> I I stand corrected. Um it is it is <laughs> it is quite an enjoyable game. Um you you kind of you get to you kind of get a poke at your friends a bit, right? Um there's a lot of um chirping each other, let's say, because you know, you could have a plan in your mind, you're looking at these black cards and you're like, okay, like you know, this is these are the colors that are that are left, right? And I can I can manipulate it, you know, this way. Um, and then somebody comes along and unknowingly completely hoses you and you really just, you're not very happy about it. And so you kind of, yeah, there's, there's a lot of opportunity to, to chirp your friends. Um, and a lot of very interesting discussions that end up having, like end up having happen. Um, I think at one point, Thomas, uh, Adam told you that your hand or you told Adam that his hand was full of green cards. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, I, who knew? Who knew? Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't, I, not even I knew at the time. Yeah. I, whew. uh, <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Like I, I, I really do enjoy the game. Um, you can kind of play it a fair number of times and feel like you're it, you're really in a competition with yourself more than anything. Yeah. I think in this game is you're really trying not to screw yourself over, um, which is I which is interesting, right? And it's this idea that there's more cards than there are possibilities, right? So I think it's there's five cards, like five of every number. That's correct. Um, but there's only four suits, so. I, the game kind of forces you into a into a paradox. So it's you know it's not really much of a surprise that I think that that happens regularly. You just need to not be the person that triggers it um, and let everybody else you know get there first because you're friendly and you're nice and you want to just you want to let your friends go first, right? That's, that's how this works. <laughs> yeah, something True. like 
that. But no, I it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this game. Well, well, yeah, watching watching the video kind of broke my brain. I think I blame just, you know, being tired. But anyway, like, yeah, this this game is a ton of fun. Um, I think that is somebody who has a minor in playing spades in college. Um, it's really hard. <laughs> this game is really hard because it's like it falls all the same rules, but like you have to sort of you have to twist your mind about 90 degrees to make it work properly, which I was apparently incapable of doing. Um, and I really like the fact that, you know, it keeps a lot of the things that makes things like spades fun. You know, you've got the bidding and you've got trying to hose your friends. Um, but like the bidding isn't the be all end all really, it nets you more points. It doesn't make you lose if you don't get the bid, um, which I think is like really important because getting it is goddamn near impossible. Um, with, with like trying to manage all these other things going on, but it's just, it, it's a nice short game because like everybody leads off one round and then you're, oh, you're, you're done. Um, so it's a game that also knows that it can't overstay its welcome kind of thing, which is, which I think is great. Um, you know, there, there are other trick taking games that just take like, you know, an hour and a half, two hours to, to finish. And, you know, just like the crew is, you know, really fast co-op fun. This is kind of like really fast competitive kind of fun. I say competitive and I'm doing air quotes again, because again, like Debbie said, you're really just trying to un unlock yourself from whatever you've screwed yourself over with earlier that there was many times when I played a card and I was like, Ah, I can somebody else can somebody else go now, please? Because uh, because I I try to make the bid that I got, and I was trying to maneuver the board in such a way to get me a lot of points, and it almost never worked out for me. So, um, a lot of fun when you're winning, a lot of fun when you're losing, uh, a lot of fun when you're playing because you're just sitting there staring at this hand of blank, uh, colorless cards, uh, trying to. Trying to decide how you're gonna ruin yourself next. Um, yeah, and it's it's it comes in a nice little box, super portable, fun little game. Um, we didn't play the so we played the introductory side. The all of the like score or like the tracker things come in a couple of flavors. We didn't play with the advanced ones, and the advanced ones kind of <laughs> offset all of the things on the board a little bit which i don't know what that the hell that does just makes it this game's already super duper confusing so i don't know why i would want to subject myself to that but you know <laughs> it just moves your clusters a little bit right it plays with how your clusters get um built yeah sure great that's perfect that's exactly what i didn't use one more <laughs> one more set of complications in this like nightmare that we've got set up here um yeah great little game i agree it's a, it's a super fun i was skeptical as well when debbie sent me the name of it and i said <laughs> uh, you know why does i thought to myself why does adam keep buying this weird shit is what i said out loud while i was lying in bed watching my phone <laughs> uh, but <laughs> this one this one this one turned out pretty good i really enjoyed it i would like to know how Adam managed to like savant this game in the end. Uh, it's I don't know because it it's just like it becomes again like like it was like you said right it becomes more about trying to figure out how do I how do I not screw myself over. <laughs> It's a real it's it, it's that's 99 percent of the game is, you know, because there's you know, there's five copies of every number. One one thing that I guess I, that I don't I don't recall if we mentioned or not was um, 
at the start of each hand at the start of at the start of each round um everybody just discards one card face down so everybody gets rid of one card but that doesn't cover all of the cards oh and you get and you are will guaranteed hold on to one at the end of the game that's also correct so, so you it's, can hose yourself a little bit in the game that's right so so i mean there are there are ways to kind of dance around it it's just a matter of like Trying to figure out what is a good hand, which I mean, if somebody figures out what a good hand is in Cat in the Box, can you please, I don't know, email or tweet it at me? Because I need, I don't know, I I don't know how you would figure out what a good hand is in this game. It's it, there's too much going on, but it's 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 so damn smart. God, is this a smart game? And I I'm I'm here for it. It's kind of too bad that Justin couldn't make it because I think he would have really enjoyed this one. I think this would have either he I, I think he either would have loved this or it would have driven him completely insane. I'm not entirely sure which one, um, but uh, <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to subject him to this one uh, later at a later date. Um, I, I guess the only thing I'm not super sold on is like the whole why why is there cats in here? And I understand like the Schrodinger's cat thing, but I really I really just don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just seems <laughs> super weird because everything is everything else is like, you know, the tokens have like science stuff on them. And um, the theme just seems kind of all over the place, which I guess is kind of uh, kind of appropriate. Um, That's kind of the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I think I agree with you. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And, and I think the only other thing that I, I feel a little bit, you know, I, I wish that there was I wish the art on the cards were like like regular cards cards where no matter how you held them they look the same oh yeah i don't mm-hmm. know why but um when i'm playing this i kind of want all of the cats to sort of face in the same direction and it makes it makes yes. even less sense in this game than it does in other games because like they don't have any colors on them like why am i fiddling like i, I shuffle things around as if i'm creating suits and then i remember like oh yeah this isn't <laughs> there's nothing here like <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely some pieces in my brain that are forever broken by my experience in college. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, like, I really like everything. It's just the, the whole cat thing seems a bit, you know, I don't know, almost, almost too nerdy for me. Um, it's very, it's, it's cute, but you know, I, I guess it's kind of the only thing that I was like, ah, I wish these, I wish these were all double-sided or like, I don't know. What, what would you call that? Like reversible, flippable, rotatable? Yeah. That there was like two printings of, of the numbers on them so that whether you held them they have the numbers it's just no it's just it's literally i'm this is just the this is the most yeah this is the most like oh nitpicky thing oh yeah yeah yeah. i almost kind of want it's it's literally just the cat image okay this is getting a little weird okay like i look i just kind of want a little cat like dressed up like the duke or whatever you know how they have on the cards (laughs) <laughs> yeah i just want i you know i think they could have just played with it a little bit more but that's fine it's all very it's all very fun um i think the only other thing that we ran into even in our short play through was the cards start to wear out pretty quick um yes yeah. that's true regardless of whether they're upside down or reversible or rotatable uh you'll probably have to invest in some sleeves if you want these bad boys to survive the multitude of playthroughs you're hoping to get out of it that's true there, there 
they're good quality cards. They're just they just get like I find that I find that with black playing cards because I I have a couple decks of just you know standard playing cards that just happen to have black faces, uh, and I find that um, black playing cards just tend to get beat up real bad. Well, I think it's like it's like buying a black car, right? Like any speck of dust that isn't black shows up almost immediately on something that's you know yeah that dark and the light bounces off of it and you just see everything right so um, right you know if you if if uh having like dinged cards is something that makes you uncomfortable you might want to invest in some sleeves pretty much right off the bat i think yeah game's nice and cheap ish i mean i think it was like what 20 bucks 30 bucks yeah it depends on like yes it depends on um like where you get it like it's about it's about 20 to 30 dollars um again depends on the vendor like not all vendors are are made the same shop around for the appropriate price and we don't actually know what what is different between the deluxe edition versus the other one like i'm i think it's probably your like uh those plastic tokens and stuff like that is my guess yeah it's probably Maybe like the double layered score like the double layered board with the with the thing instead of just having cards um uh, just i don't know just quickly looking at um board game geek uh it looks like the original game only played three to four players so my guess is the mm. deluxe version added oh. rules for two to five got it they do it yes there is like some custom rules for two players um it's in the rule book i noticed that it it pointed it out quite it it no it like it really pointed it out that like hey you know there's these special rules um for two players, I didn't read them because I wasn't playing two players, but they're there. I think that makes sense, though. Like, I, I think that logically this would not the way that it's laid out right now would not do well as a two player game. Sure. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I'd be interested to see how they've manipulated it for two players. But nonetheless, uh, I guess we'll just scoot on over to reviews unless someone has anything else to say. Negative. The cards are a very nice linen finish. No. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame they need to go in <laughs> sleeves. <laughs> yeah, real shame. Uh, so my review scale, such as it is, is on a uh, keep or not keep sort of thing. So if I owned this, would I keep it around in my collection? And yeah, for sure. Um, I think this is a great uh, little game that anybody who's even remotely familiar with trick taking will be able to pick up really quickly. Um, you know, the lack of colors will probably confuse a number of people, uh, uh, you know, initially, but I think, you know, the payoff is worth it. Um, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good little game. I really enjoyed our playthroughs of it. It was our kind of the highlight of our day yesterday. We played through a few games and this was by far, uh, the most surprising to me, uh, of the ones we played. Um, and it was a, it was a lot of fun. If I had it, I'd keep it. I'm going to be trying to find a copy of it myself. Uh, cause I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be a good game to play with people sort of sitting out uh, during the summer or you know as something to get the evening started if you're going to be playing a bunch of board games so I, I think it's a great little game adam what do you think love it this game is this game is great again i i cannot say enough good things about it i'm so glad that i got a copy uh i've heard nothing but good things and i was like oh man okay if uh you know if i a lot of various reviewers that i pay attention to are all like yeah this thing's great um i thought okay you know 
is a lot of high praise. I hope it lives up to the hype. It absolutely did. I think it's very smart, very witty game. It's easy enough because it it takes a lot from um stuff that everyone already knows. Like there's there's a good number of people who know how to play trick taking games, uh, be it spades, hearts, wizard, any of those sorts of things. Uh, big two. Like there's there's a million trick taking games out there. People know the the base of this game, but then you take all of those concepts that they're so comfortable with and you just completely uh, throw them out the window and put this like this new spin on it. I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. Nine point five games. Great. Definitely get your hands on a copy. Debbie. 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 Yeah, I I I. Personally, this is definitely I'm on a five point scale. This is a five out of five. I think that this is a fantastic game. And I think that, you know, uh, anybody that, you know, likes card games should play this. Um, I think that there may be uh, some in a, inaccessibility maybe to this. Uh, I think that it might be a bit confusing for some people, maybe. Um, and maybe unenjoyably so. Yeah. Just kind of as a hazard, I'd say, you know, like there is that potential. I think that we're, you know, like we really enjoyed it, but I don't, I, I can see how maybe that would not fly with everybody. Um, when I, yeah, when I first looked at it, I was in that boat of thinking that it was I just not overly enjoyable, but uh, proven wrong. I uh, really liked it. Like I said, it's a five out of five for me, and I would absolutely encourage people um, to give it a go, if nothing else. It, 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 sure, it's a bit abstract from t- at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's putting it lightly. I think that that's just, like, there's just some people that I just don't think that would. Totally. Yeah. yeah they just wouldn't enjoy that. I agree. I agree. So you you met you said a word there. You said inaccessible and it actually something pinged in my mind and the weird thing about this game is it is simultaneously a game where somebody who doesn't know what colors are would be able to play it but they can't because the board has colors on it. I wonder <laughs> I feel like there there should have been some sort of like change made to add patterns or something to the to like yeah, the board yeah. so that it's not mm, good call. so it's not like red, green, yellow, blue, but it could have been like diamonds, hearts, spades, right? That sort of thing. Cause it's yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> it just it just hit me. I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is really weird. Like somebody who's colorblind might not have a great time with this, but they should be able to because there's no colors on the cards. <laughs> like it's yeah, very weird. Um I don't know. It just it just sort of hit me. Uh, regardless, still a great little game. I don't know. You could probably just sharpie little dudes in there if you need to. But yeah, um, real real weird tangent there. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so that about does it for us. Um, I'm gonna go on to. Well, I don't really have anything to plug anymore. Um, I got rid of my Twitter. I never told you guys. I I'm off Twitter now. I'm I'm clean. Oh yeah, well, I'm not on it either. That's fair. I'm clean now. That's fair. The only things I think I ever really saw on Twitter was like you occasionally talking to our uh, friend SGR, you know. Um, True. And uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna miss some of the uh, some of the like creators that I used to follow, but I just can't justify being on that platform anymore. So I quit it. Yeah, it it, it has gone a little uh, pear shaped. <laughs> uh, but um, we are the. 
I think the CGS podcast is still on Twitter. So we still have that. If you want to send is. something to us at CGS podcast on Twitter, we have email collapsing game shelf at gmail.com. If you want to send us any thing that you want to say or constructive feedback. And I am also, I, I don't know why I did this, but I loaded up myself on Mastodon. So if you want to find me, uh, team rage, Tom on there, I think I'm the only one. So I don't think you have to search too hard, but, uh, Mastodon, you can find me on there. Um, what is Mastodon? I don't even know, I don't what, even know what Mastodon is. It's look, it's really it's complicated. Um it's it's kind of like it's kind of like Twitter, but like there's servers being ran by different people that connect to each other. So you can just like sign up with if your buddy has a server, kind of like Discord, if your buddy has a server, you can log in oh. and sign up with them and they have like their own rules and stuff. So if they don't like you, they can boot you out, but you can still talk to and follow everybody that's on other servers and i mean there's like a social one that you just is kind of the default or you know if there's one that you really want to join you can go and try to get into their thing and i i don't think that it's it's not hard to get a thing set up so i gave it a shot there's a few people on there um and yeah no oh, fair enough you know it's not run by an idiot so uh so there we go that's fair um anything no and that's all i've got uh debbie i mean i don't i don't have a whole lot either my uh the old instagram got hacked and uh yeah gave up on that guy uh i social media has just really really taken a big old nosedive in life i think uh it's either that or we've matured i can't decide which one i can't Um, be that yeah no i it it was a stretch okay i tried (laughs) (laughs) trying to give us some credit here tom um yeah i mean that's it really comes down to getting a hold of us i think through uh email and maybe twitter it is still on my phone yeah yeah i still have it so you can yeah. fire us a dm yeah. if you really want to get a hold of us but yeah <laughs> but no otherwise that's it for me uh adam has all the all the fun stuff to play i don't really. have that much stuff all the um, juicy bits yeah, I really, that's, well, that's it. I really don't have that much stuff anymore. I mean, like, I am sure I still exist on social media. Uh, I do a lot more, not, not unlike before it all went to shit. I do a lot more viewing than I do posting. Um, but yeah, for the win on social media, F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. Uh, Debbie and I are still doing barbecue. We're hopping busy this year. Things are continuing to grow, which is lovely. Um, we've also branched into the smoked beef jerky market. So if you're in Calgary and area and you want uh, you want some beef jerky, uh, we have regular and spicy. Oof, come get it. Uh, also, for the wind.com is a is a place where you can follow our barbecue escapades. Escapades. Yep. And uh, it, it sounds like we're like ice skaters. No, that's ice capades. Uh, I know. Slightly different. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll be back at you next time with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.